الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما ورب زدنا علما All praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we thank him we glorify him we send our salutations to the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in our discussion on Friday there was a question that uh, we our attention was drawn into that was regarding uh, shirk when we finished the lesson at the question time those questions kept coming on and we decided to have a chat today about it generally when we talk about shirk we're talking about anything that one does uh, in association with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it comes to worship so for anybody to associate something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship that is then definitely what shirk is all about which is to share uh, when we talk about shirk it means to share so we can say sharik in arabic when you say sharik it's uh, my companion or my friend someone that we share something with so here we're going to look at when we talk about shirk in islam what um, does it mean there are different types of shirk which with time we're going to go through them if not today maybe in our next lesson but today we will draw our attention on the main thing that is considered shirk and what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding shirk so the main shirk that we all know about is the shirk that is to associate something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship that is the main we have another type of shirk that is not associating Allah in worship but rather to do things to show off or to do things for people to appreciate you or you want you want people to see rather than doing it for the sake of Allah that is also considered shirk and also another shirk is to do things in a sense that example someone is going to give charity but two aims in one charity which is first of all they wanted to do it to get some sort of attention or they want to do it to serve a purpose while also they are associating Allah in it as a as a way of uh, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we will get opportunity inshallah in future to address all this sort of uh, uh, shirk and how uh, they are in our deen. Number one, to look at a shirk, we're going to look at things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran regarding that. When we look in Surah Al-Luqman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about that when Luqman was advising his son. He made mention of this by saying, Inna shirka la Inna shirka la which basically means the words of wrongdoing 
is to associate something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the worst of wrongdoing. Anything that is considered haram, anything that is considered wrong, the worst of it is associating something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we go back to the time of Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we can see what made the word la ilaha illallah became so strong that it got opposition from the Quraysh. Because the Quraysh had the mentality of having multiple deities of worship where they consider it is important for every deity to have specific job. So for them, saying la ilaha illallah, straight away they understood that is there is nothing that can be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is a big debate for them to be able to handle when they have 360 idols around the Kaaba that they were worshipping. So for them at that moment, it is a challenge. How do we do with Lata? How do we do with Hubal? How do we do with Manata? So all these idols around, they were confused how to deal with them. Because if you sit down with them and ask, do you worship these statues that you made with your own hands? They said, no. We are only worshiping the spirit, spirit that lives through them. So we worship them, we worship them through that we get to our creator. It's just like what the Muslims today could not understand. When the Christians say they worship God through the Holy Spirit, through the Father and the Son. Muslims cannot comprehend that because the mentality and the understanding of worshiping God is to have one deity, not to go through him, through anything. By himself you communicate. So anything that will come in between you and your creator, for a Muslim is a bit of confusion. Because we don't understand that. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he brought the word by saying, La ilaha illallah, the Quraysh were thinking, if really we mean it, if really we believe in this word, that means those idols will not be functional. And out of fear of losing people who comes around the Kaaba, that brings business in Mecca, they felt like if we accept this word, that means that there is no business. They have concern the powers they possess because they are the people that are living around the Kaaba. That gives them the power to be able to manipulate people who come around the Kaaba. For that means that the power will go away. So these things could not make a room for them to accept this belief of La ilaha illallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said also in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying regarding shirk, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرِكَ بِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive when you associate something with him. وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ 
but he forgives anything outside this for whomever he wants. And of course, this one will take us back to our discussion of never losing hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We remembered when the Prophet told his companions about the, the, the uh, man within the Bani Israel who killed 99 people. Remember, killing a soul in Islam or killing a soul in front of Allah is a big sin. But this person killed 99 people and he even ended up adding another rabbi to make it 100. But Allah forgave him because he sincerely made tawbah. If that person could have committed shirk, but not killing, the shirk could have been above any other thing. So Allah is telling us in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins except when he is associated with something. As we saw in Hadith Al-Quds, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding any sin apart from shirk, لَوْ بَلَغَتْ ذُنُوبُكَ عَنَانَ السَّمَاءِ لَا تُشْرِكُ بِي شَيْئًا You have not committed any shirk in your life, but your sin has reached heavens and the earth. بَلَغَتْ ذُنُوبُكَ عَنَانَ السَّمَاءِ ثُمَّ اسْتَغْفَرْتَنِي And then you came to me asking for forgiveness. غَفَرْتُ لَكَ I will forgive you. This is a guarantee from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never lose hope. So Allah will forgive sins that you not even know to ask for forgiveness, but not shirk. In anything that you do, one important thing that we need to look at is to avoid shirk. And for your information, shirk goes further than what you can think of as we have khafif, the hidden shirk, which inshallah with time, we might talk about it as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Zumar regarding shirk again وَلَقَدْ أُوْهِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ O Muhammad, we have revealed to you and those who came before you لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ For anybody that will commit a shirk For anybody that will commit a shirk in any way or form Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, That shirk will spoil all your deeds. If you do that, you will be among those who are losers. At any given time, when a person commits a shirk, Whatever that person is doing in terms of good will turn haba and manthura. Just like a dust, that wind comes and blow it away. Anytime when you commit a shirk, that shirk will let all your deeds just go away. Unlike any other sin that if a person commits, if they are to come sincerely to Allah, Allah will even turn that evil to good and give it back to them. With shirk, it wipes away all your good deeds and you become among the losers. 
We know losers, of course. When the Prophet ﷺ asked his companions regarding Muflis, a person who is a loser, a bankrupt, they said, Man la dirham la. A person who does not have money, someone who has gone bankrupt. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, in Islam, when we talk about when we talk about bankruptcy, we're looking at a person who did lots of good deeds. He prayed, he fasted, Hajj, all the things you can combine in terms of good deeds, this person has done them. But we'll come to the day of Qiyamah. The person has slapped, slandered, insulted, cursed, abused people. And those people will come asking Allah for their rights. And his reward will be used to pay all these people. Whilst people are still waiting, his reward is finished and their bad deeds will be added unto him. Such a person is what we call al-muflis in Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, We have informed the prophets before you and you, O Muhammad, anyone that commits shirk, the shirk, will wipe away his deeds and he will be among the losers. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was advising his companions regarding shirk and things of this nature, he وسلم, said in a hadith of Abu Huraira, stay away from seven destroyers Stay away from seven destroyers, which are, these things are going to be the reasons why your deeds will be destroyed. So the Prophet ﷺ encouraged and advised his companions. When he said to them, stay away from seven destroyers, they said, Ya Rasulullah, what are they? What are the seven destroyers? Number one, the Prophet ﷺ said, Ashurku billah. Associating something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To associate something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it destroys any good that you have. Any good that you have, this will take it away. But not only that, if we are to talk about this destroyers, the Prophet ﷺ said, was sihr and magic stay away from magic and also killing innocent soul how can this be Islam when people are somewhere in the market where ladies and kids are shopping and then they will just explode themselves with the name of Islam and someone will say such a person is working for the sake of Islam. Where? How can you justify that? When Islam is saying, stay away from killing innocent soul. You're not fighting with anybody. You just go to the market, just explode yourself and kill people with the name of Islam. How can you justify that? So the Prophet ﷺ advised his companions, killing any innocent soul is part of the destroyers. 
wa aqlil riba and taking uh, interest wa aqlu mal al yatim and the same thing applies to when you are given the trust of orphans and you take advantage of that and he sallallahu alayhi wasallam he made mention of this wat tawali yawm al zahaf and when muslims are on the battle trying to defend islam and you decided to go back run away and leave the group of the army this is also a destroyer and the last wa qazf al muhsanat al mu'minat al ghafilat to plot slander and make up stories about a pure someone or a lady who is innocent you make up stories about her just to spoil her name these things are destroyers ras al amr the head of it ashrk we need to avoid that the prophet sallallahu also said in another hadith as we saw in our previous lesson when muaz ibn jabal was saying كنت رديف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على همار I was traveling with the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم on a donkey فقال and the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said يا معاذ او معاذ اتدري ما حق الله على العباد do you know the right of allah سبحانه وتعالى upon his creation وما حق العباد على الله and then the right of the servants upon their creator قلت الله ورسوله اعلم معاذ said Allah and his messenger knows and the prophet sallallahu alaihi said to him حق الله على العباد ان يعبدوه ولا يشركوا به شيئا the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon his creation is for them to worship Allah and do not associate anything with him wa haqqul ibad ala Allah alla yu'adhib man la yushrik bihi shay'a the right of the creation over their creator is for him not to punish them as long as they do not associate anything with him and amazing we're not talking about they've not committed sins we've seen in scenarios the prophet sallallahu narrated different different scenarios of lifestyle of people who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven not because they've asked for forgiveness of their bad deeds but because of their iman they have sins Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he said indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so for you hasabu hisaban yasira he will come on the day of qiyamah and draw you near and show you did you remember such and such bad deeds that you did he said yes Allah I, I remember so you see I covered it in dunya no one saw it and today I'm covering it out of my mercy no one sees it it does not exist go to jannah So this is how Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his mercy upon his creation. The most important thing is not to commit shirk.
not to commit shirk. And this shirk, as we made mention, is not only association of Allah in ibadah, in worship, but another thing that leads or that becomes shirk is riya, doing things to show off. Doing things to show off. The Prophet ﷺ was saying regarding this. When Allah brings the people of the first and the last, which is beginning and the end, everyone is brought on the day that there's no doubt on that day. The day that Allah described. It is a day that is equivalent to 50,000 years. You're going to stand on your feet for an equivalent of 50,000 years. Then a caller will make a call. And this call will be مَنْ كَانَ أَشْرَكَ فِي عَمَلْ عَمِلَهُ اللَّهُ أَحَدًا فَلْيَطْلُبْ ثَوَابُهُ Meaning in the ghair Allah. Whoever committed or does any deed but has associated something in that with Allah. Man kana ashraka fi amalin amaluhu lillahi ahadan. Whoever does any deed that we need to do for Allah but he has added someone into that. That person should go to that someone and seek for his reward. For indeed, Allah is so sufficient that he does not need anything that someone is associated in with him. So on the day of Qiyamah, Allah will ask people who do things to show off, even if it should mean your prayer. One day the Prophet ﷺ entered the masjid and saw his companions. They were busy chatting. Everyone is talking. He can hear their voice going up and down. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to them and said, What are you guys talking about? And they said, We were amazed and also scared of the story you told us about the end of time. The trial of Masihid Dajjal. So that was the discussion. And the Prophet sallallahu said, I am not even scared for you when it comes to Masihid Dijjal. My fear for you is Ashirk al Khafi, the hidden shirk. The hidden shirk. And the Prophet said, An yaqum al rajul yusalli fa yuzayyun salatuhu lima yara min nazir rajil ilay. Shirk al Khafi, the hidden shirk how is it he said that is when you see a person stand to pray the person start to decorate his prayer the way he's reciting how long he's prolonging how far he's all that actions he designed it just to show off to somebody else he is praying for the sake of allah but here he is adding some tactics some things so that someone will see how amazed 
how, how, how good he is in his prayer. He wants to entice what? Praise from individuals. That is associating Allah or associating someone in things that needs to be done for the sake of Allah. This is what we call shirk al-khafi. It's hidden. You will do it every day without knowing. You get up by yourself to pray at home. You get up to pray by yourself in the masjid. No one there. You go and come back as if the rabbit has entered the masjid and come. Very quick. But the moment you saw people, or the moment they say, lead us in prayer, that is when you relax. That is when you get the voice. That is when you start to stretch. For what purpose? Just to show off. The Prophet is saying, anyone who does this, I am more scared for that person on the day of Qiyamah more than Masih al-Dajjal that you guys are talking about. So here, such a person will come to the day of Qiyamah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask him to go and collect the reward of that prayer from those that he wanted to entice in the masjid. Why will we waste our time for this? Why will we spend time and energy just to make people see how good we are when we are supposed to do things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That reminds me of the hadith of the Prophet that made mention on the day of Qiyamah. The shaheed, the imam, the rich man, the Prophet ﷺ spoke about these three people. Saying on the day of Qiyamah, the first group of people that will be judged will be a shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about shuhada. Those who died trying to defend the deen, the martyrs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, لَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا Don't even think those who died on the path of Allah are dead. بَلْ أَحْيَا They are still alive. إِنَّ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ Allah is still blessing them whilst you think they are dead. The reward of this is massive. The person will be shown these are the rewards of those who defend the deen and died on this path. This person will be amazed, will be happy, looking at it, and he will be questioned, why will you shorten your life instead of living longer? And he said, I decided to do that, to defend your deen until I was killed. And he will be told, Kathabta. You are lying. Lakinaka qatalta li'an yuqal. You fought so that you be, to be said about you, someone who is brave. You did it to get the bravery. People have spoken about it after your death. They praised you. They said you were brave. That was your intention. And for that matter, you have no reward in front of Allah today. The next person was your imam. He memorized Quran. He called people towards the deen. 
He was the one who made the nikah. He is the one who did the aqiqah. He is the one who prayed for the funeral. Everything regarding the Muslim ummah, he is in charge. Amazing. Everyone want to be like him. Everyone want their child to be like him. The reward of saving the ummah in this way is amazing. Allah will display, show this imam the deeds and the reward and will be asked, why this instead of doing something else? And he will say, Ya Allah, we did it so that at least we can propagate your deen. And he will be told, Kalla wallah. You are a liar. You did it so that you will be called Imam. You will be called Qari. You will be called a leader. And those titles came to you. So there is no reward for you. The third person was the rich man who have spent his money. Schools, madaris, he has helped the orphans. Whatever that you can think of in good, he is always in it. The reward of that will be shown. He will be amazed. He will be happy. And he will be asked, why this? And he said, Ya Allah, I made sure that all my wealth, I spent it on your path. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no. You did it so that people will say, you were generous. Alhamdulillah. People praise you for your generosity. Your intention has been met. But you have no reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All these three. These are deeds everyone want to be part of. It is Allah's job. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deeds. But those people were not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The intention of those people were to show off. The intention of those people were just to be. This is all part of what we've spoken about today. And that is shirk. You cannot do Allah's work and expect someone to praise you for that. You cannot do Allah's work and expect someone to be... It is, you do it for the sake of Allah. Leave it with Allah. What are the prophets telling us in the Quran? You can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us. When the prophets call people towards Allah, they have simple message. And they will tell them, لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا. We do not want you to even say thank you or jazakallah khair. Because of what? We are doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why can't you do your deeds for the sake of Allah? Why do you have to seek people's pleasure in things that you can do for the sake of Allah? Because the problem with us is we couldn't do it for the sake of Allah. That is why when we are even helping the needy and there is a problem between us and such people, we stop helping. Why? Because we want them to acknowledge us. We want them to praise us. We want them to say ABC. Since those words are not coming, automatically we become enemies and we cannot continue. But when you do good deeds for the sake of Allah, when you stand by your intention, doing it for the sake of Allah, whenever those people that you are helping do something that you are not happy it does not change your mind. You will continue to do because you are doing it for the sake of Allah 
and Allah has never changed. So why will you stop giving? Allah is still the same. Why will you stop giving? The moment you start feeling in your heart, there is a doubt whether I should continue helping or not. It tells you that you have second agenda, but not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you want to do good, do it for the sake of Allah. Don't let yourself to come on the day of Qiyamah and you are sent to those people that you wanted them to praise you to give you the reward. If you do that, you will be among the losers as we saw in the verses previously. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our shortcomings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us so that we can have the best of intention in everything that we do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from getting into shirk, whatever type of shirk it may be. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us on the right path. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastagfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusufun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil.